Jamba. What's up, Lou? Just I got some got some new weed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that people shouldn't. If you don't use weed, you can. If yeah, you develop a tolerance, but if you switch, you know, strains, you you'll. If you haven't used a certain strain in a while, which I haven't, like this Granddaddy Perp, that hits you a little harder than the strains you normally use. I'm sorry. What, little... what did you say? That did 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 you say something, Daddy Perp? Yeah, it's called this tra- strain is called Granddaddy Perp. <laughs> like I guess just short for purple. But it's but yeah, if you don't use a strain for a while, you will you will get a little you'll get a little more high off it then because you you kind of there is a little bit of a tolerance for a particular strain. So that's it's kind of good when you try when you when when I do something I haven't done in a little while, it's gonna hit me a little harder. So that's good. So what's I'll be your, more high. What's your general itinerary for getting high? You mean like when or how I, often yeah, or? Yeah, are you a wake and baker? Are are you daily? Do you do you do you like to just relax and get high after a long day of work? What's going on there? No, I'm just yeah, I'm not really a wait. I have had days where I've almost been high, like more of the day than there is not high. But I haven't. I don't think I've ever done a full on like just high all day. But I I will do that. But no, I get I definitely get high every day and most days multiple. Multiple times, you know, some during the day. I always before I go to bed. That and then that sometimes if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll get high again to go back to sleep. And okay, definitely okay. in the after, afternoons on my moon pod. All right, you ready to get high minded? I'm ready. I've got my vape pen. I'm, I'm vaping too. I'm not not smoking. I'm vaping it. The high, nice. I'm going high tech. I didn't think I didn't think you were a smoker at all. I thought you were always on the vape. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I never I've never smoked anything. Not even like a cigarette or. I mean, I've smoked smoked sausage. I have that, but not not actual cigarettes. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, let's see. Today we're going to talk about. Uh, we went ahead. We did. This is a. Uh, this is our every other episode. We do an exercise or a quiz. I'm so far. I'm enjoying the quizzes more, by the way. But uh, from clearerthinking.org, and um, that's going to be every other episode. And then, and then every other other episode, we just ramble about something. Last week, we talked about depression, and somehow that turned into a conversation about Starship Troopers. Uh, but right now, if you want to play along, and I'm not super recommending this, because I actually found this to be not the most exciting exercise in the world. I learned a lot from it, but I think everything you, you know, go go ahead Make your own decision as an audience member if you want to stop right now. If you do, you're going to clearerthinking.org. You're going to find the tools and quizzes, and you're going to find learning from mistakes. You're going to do that exercise and then come back with us. And we'll give you like just a couple seconds to pause. Can we go? Can, can we also go back in time to, to like some big mistakes that we've made and like and and think would this have helped if we'd had this? I am interested in talking about it for sure, um, but yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's start with you. Uh, you did the you did the mistake. Did you did you do the little? Um, let's see. Yeah, I still got the thing where it says you know take a real world example. So I used Northgard. My my problem was that I suck at Northgard. My question though, before we get to that, did you read the? There was an option like, do you want to hear like a brief like tutorial on how this tool works? I Did think I read, I read or... something for a few pages before I started the exercise, so I, th- I okay. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. 
And uh, what did what did you th- what did you think of it? There are three principles and six questions you need to ask yourself after a given mistake. Did you? Let me what punch did, it up you, again so I can see it. What did you think about these ideas? Clear. What's it called? Clearthinking.org. So it was the how rational. No, it's no can, achieving your goals. No, it's not that. It's a program to improve. Your, it's going to be the fourth section down on the upper right. I'm at the just the main clear thinking, and then uh, like life change, common mis- uh, take the common life changing questions. How rational are you really? Oh, mini courses. See all mini courses. That's one. Yeah, because it's one. It's the one that's. Yeah, you want to you want to always hit that button. Life changing test crate is your common misdeception. Where's the one? Yeah, I'm trying to. Where's the one making mistakes? I don't. I don't see it. I'm looking. How rational are you really? Time value, political, world, intrinsic. All right, I'm coming to the rescue. This is this is this is compelling podcasting stuff. Clearthinking.org, all tools and mini courses, and I'm scrolling down to the section that is called "Make Better Decisions." Oh, I see. Oh, that takes me all the way. Oh, this there's a lot of things there. That's yeah. why I didn't even think I had to scroll down that far. Yeah, learning look, from mistakes, which it said would take 25 minutes. I did not. It did not take 25 minutes for me to complete this exercise at all. No, it didn't take. Let's see. Let's. I'm old. Okay, I'll just go through it again. I take. Let's take the mini course. Let's continue, and I'll just kind of remember what I did. Okay, learning on to part one. Because blah, 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 blah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Say, what went wrong? Have you made a mistake like this before? What was the immediate cause of the problem? What was the root cause of the problem? What can you do to correct the problem in the short term? And what can you do to correct the problem in the long term? Those are the six questions. And then the three tenets are: remember that most problems are potential improvements screaming at you. Be honest with yourself. Which wait, about wait, your wait. Let's stop. Thoughts. Let's stop and let's talk about that one. That first one. The three tenets is uh, a mistake is telling you is screaming at you that this is an opportunity for improvement. Do you believe that? I think it's a really good way to look at it. I really Yeah, I, I look at that the way like I talk too much and I think if I just shut up more then that's automatically improving my personality. So that's kind of a, it, it but but yet I have trouble doing it of course, but but that's it, that makes me feel good like that if that I'm very I'm still kind of awkward that I look I always did look at that like there's a lot of room for improvement which is good when you're like when you're performing poorly that that always means there's a lot of room for improvement so that's always the silver lining I think I think that's a good one to always remember it's number two I think I have the most difficulty with which is be honest with yourself about your flaws that seems like a hard one um but uh, I'm going to try. This is going to help me like maybe try to. Try also, to... I think it's something related to that is like just having the will. I mean, you can you can know that something is wrong, but that doesn't mean you're willing to. You, and you may know the reason why you're doing it, but you're like, well, F that. I'm still going to keep doing this because, you know, I because I, you know, because I, I don't I'm too stressed out to not do it or whatever reason. It, like that's a, they're, I think they're missing that step in there. Right. Like you have to have the will to. To do it, even if you can be honest about it, you still might say, "No, I, I still don't want to change it because it's too hard." Well, speaking speaking of the will, skipping ahead, uh, when we did the exercise, it asked, "Like, what can you do to correct the mistake in the short term?" And it asked us, uh, "Like, what? When are you going to do something about correcting the mistake?" And it was like right away, or 
you know, in a while, or I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> uh, uh, which was funny, but that that's an indication of your will to to try to correct the mistake. And also, just the the human that that you know, one of the great, what well, just the way we are, like we have such a bias towards the present, so it's hard to. You can always look back, like, why did I eat that extra? Bur-? Like, if it clearly it's in my best interest not to do that, because then I won't be I won't be so fat and disgusting. But but on that one day, it just feels like the right thing to do because you're like, well, it doesn't seem to have any. You know, it doesn't seem to hurt me now, and I really do want to eat that pizza. So that's that's a problem with 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 changing anything. I think the short you know the short term, the payoff is long term, and the and the the pain is short term. Well, with me being honest with myself about my flaws, uh, one of my flaws, I believe, is that I have low empathy, um, which is, it, it took me a long, I mean, that's just my personal belief. Uh, I, I think other people would back me up on that. Um, the question for me is whether or not that's something that I can will myself out of, you know, is that, is having 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 low empathy to me just means like it's very difficult for me to to uh put myself in another person's shoes right and to think about what they're thinking and what they're feeling and what's important to them and to people that have a normal or a high level of empathy i think they can often mistake people like me with low empathy as just not giving a shit and it's not that it's not that I don't give a shit. It's just that I'm kind of, I'm kind of blind. Like I'm, I'm nearsighted, you know? Can you give an and, example, like a real world example of how you how like something typical person responds and how you respond differently than I think that would, I'd, I'd understand it better. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I think a, a good, a real world example would be good in this case. Like a regular person does this and you react this way because you're th- that way. Well, I think, I think, um, I think that would be difficult for me to just grab one out of my bag. But when we talk about the mistake that I decided to try to tackle, uh, I think you'll get uh, something like the answer you're looking for. So can I just uh, answer that later? I think would be best. Sure. Okay. Um, But the question for me here, like what you're saying is like, do you have the will? Okay. So yeah, you can be honest with yourself about your flaws. Like I feel like I'm honest with myself about my low empathy but when you say the ask the question, do you have the will to change that fundamental flaw? That to me, it's like I don't know. Can I will myself to have better vision? Can I will myself to have better hearing? I don't think so. I don't think empathy is like. I think that is something you can definitely improve a lot, and it's it's related to. There's this book that I was reading by all, uh, Alan Alda, the guy from Mash, and it was, mm-hmm. and it's all about um, like how to. It's, it deals with empathy and putting yourself in other people's shoes, and but it also but it deals directly to like conversations, like and how like listen to people and how you can be better at conversations by, you know, like by thinking of the conversation as like a team effort instead of like what I do and what other people do all the time. You just you're waiting to say something. You're not really listening to the person. You know, like we do that too often. We're we're just waiting for the person to stop so we can say something instead of like actually taking in what they say. And actually, or actually thinking, does this person want it? But the thing I have trouble with is I, I need to do the step of, does this person want to hear what I'm saying? Which, which a lot of times is no, <laughs> but yet I still, so that's, these are 
things that I always that I need to work on. But the, they, they talked about, and I think it's a, very, a big shame is that it, what it talked about is it, it really isn't that this phantom skill that you. It's just it just that most people don't make any effort to do it, including me. I would say so. Like like learning to listen or to it. It just takes effort of just stepping back, and it, it doesn't even take that much effort. But yet people don't do it. People put zero effort in. But I think like for empathy, if you put the effort in, if you just try to think of somebody from their point of view, automatically you're going to feel something. You're not like a robot. So you, but but I'm saying you probably weren't doing in the past, or you just weren't going through the process of trying to think of the other person, right? You're just reacting. But you you weren't going through the step of well, what is where is this come, guy coming from? Because that that takes you know that takes you have to stop for a minute. Right. Takes, yeah. I'm saying yeah. if you do it, I'm saying like, but you probably just weren't doing that, right? If you actually did that every time, you would automatically have more empathy. Just by the just by the fact of you're thinking like, what? Oh, I wonder why this person's upset. Maybe they had a bad day. Like already, you're going to empathize with them because you're going through that process. Well, I hope I hope that's true. I mean, it comes down to me of being like, is it a, you know, is it a sensory uh, thing or or like, is it like eyesight or is it like a muscle? Like, you know, if it's a muscle, then you can you can take steps to exercise your muscles you could have weak muscles and the answer is just simply to exercise them they will become stronger uh but if you have weak if it's more like eyesight if you have weak eyesight you can't just like practice looking at things more closely to to strengthen your eyesight and this is an argument that me and my girlfriend had you know going back she definitely believed it was more like a muscle and i believed it was more like eyesight but i would want to think that it's more like a muscle and I am willing to, I have the will, like you, you mentioned to seek out, for instance, I will, I will get this Alan Alda book. I will read it and I will see if I can, if I can get something out of it because having low empathy is not, it's, it's, it's not fun sometimes. I mean, I guess sometimes it has some benefits. It's not, it's not. This is not the time. This is not the time to have low empathy. You know, this is this is. It's going the other way. You know, we're we're asked, especially I think guys, we're being asked to be more sympathetic and and like nicer than we were in the past. I think. Sure. Now, but but let's. I mean, I want to be sure we we separate sympathy from empathy. I am definitely highly sympathetic. I want good things for people. I want the people around me to be happy. Empathy is trying to figure out what what they're feeling right now, or whether or not they're happy no, or yeah, unhappy. I'm, yeah, I'm, and, I'm, and what would change that? I'm more sympathetic because, yeah, because like anybody else, I don't want to. I don't. I'm not really gung ho about feeling the intense pain of other people, but but I, yeah, I guess I could feel a little bit, like we all do. But that a, re, a very empathetic person is, I think, in some ways, like it's really rough because they're feeling that other people's pain all the time, maybe pretty intensely. So that that's, I don't aspire to that. I, I aspire to be more sympathetic, you know, just understanding. And- yeah. Like, like sometimes when someone gets upset with me, cause usually I'm very even keeled normally when someone gets upset with me, my first reaction is to get upset back at them. What I would like is for my very first reaction to say, Oh my God, what's going wrong? What's going on with you? Like what's, what's wrong? How can I help? And that's not my first instinct. I would like it to be. I respect and admire people that that's their first instinct. Of course, it can be taken too far, perhaps. But uh, I think that's enough about flaws for right now, because I think we're going to maybe get into some more detail on this 
uh, when we talk about my mistake, you're you're gonna you're gonna talk about mistakes in Northgard, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, but the of the three tenets, this this last one I also like a lot, which is identify both the immediate cause and the root cause of your problem. So for you with a Northgard game, I think it's or any competitive game that like you just lost. I think this is really valuable that you can say you you separate like what's the thing what's the reason I lost this game and then also what is the reason what is it about me that causes me to make decisions that led me to lose this game or to make this mistake and as far as the six questions uh, I think they're just reiterate, reiterating on on the three tenets. Um, you know, like obviously, like look look and ask yourself what went wrong. Have you done this before? That's important because what went wrong is identifying immediate cause. Have you done it before? Is going to help you find the root cause. And again, and then three and four are just kind of reiterating that. What was the immediate cause of the problem? What was the root cause? And then five and six are just how do you correct the immediate problem and the root problem? Uh, let's, uh, I don't know. Let's have, let's have you go first. Uh, how did you, how did you tackle? So the, the exercise challenged us to, to choose a mistake that we've made in the past or recently and to, uh, like go through the process on it. How, what was the mistake that you chose? It's more like a general, it was like, it was, it, it was the well, it, it didn't say it was a, it, it didn't say it had to be a mistake. It was also a problem, I think, right? It didn't have to be a specific mistake. It, 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 it could also just be a problem, isn't it? That's fine. However, however you approached it, I want to talk about. So my problem is that I, I sucked that North guard and I wasn't having that a very good time playing or probably aren't, or being a good teammate it's because I think I just kind of lazy or I like, as you know, I like, I'm pretty slow at learning things at the beginning, but once I got to get my whole head around it, I can do well. But so I think that my mistake in this case was when you guys would ask me to play, I should have just said, no, I got to like learn. Yeah. I got to at least put some hours in, you know, like 10 or so on my own. And then I would, but instead I just kept playing with you guys and I'd be just lost. And most of the game, I'm just kind of going, watching my guys you know freeze to death or die getting that much but i just kept doing that instead of putting you know because it takes you know that's i think that's the part of most people don't like as much about games is that learn you know when you don't know anything you're just having to learn it like a like you're in school or something and that that but that's but you have to put that part in otherwise you don't get any enjoyment out of the so I so I did the last couple of days. I've been doing it on my own, and now I, yeah, I definitely understand the game a lot better, and it's more it's a lot more fun. So let's so let's uh, going through the process. Like specifically, you would want to think about I don't know the last game that you lost, or the last game you felt like you didn't really contribute to because we've actually we actually win most of our games even with you. Yeah, but but it's but that, that's team. also the problem is that it's so it's set up so it's set up in a way that there's no stakes for me, right? I'm just kind of hanging out there and, and no, I can't even play bad enough to cause you guys to not win. So that, that's, that's also probably the problem is like that, it, that, that didn't, 
that just made it probably worse because it didn't. There was no like, oh, I did this wrong, but we still win, or I did it right. We still there's no, no difference. To better, right, right, and then that also you know because it feel it does. I mean, it does feel like you know. But I like playing. I mean, and by the way, when we play Northgard, uh, we always play uh, as a team because that's how I enjoy playing RTSs with my friends. Uh, playing RTSs against my friends competitively never seems like a very fun way to spend time with my friends because you're not talking to each other. Like any talking you do to each other is usually like counterproductive, you know, of telling them like what's going on with your faction or, you know, am I getting attacked by wolves? Like that's all secret information that you want to hide. Unless you're going to trash talk. I could see maybe doing that. Just get online and trash talk and like talk. Cause it's a, it is a slower paced game. So you could trash talk a little bit in that where you couldn't in Starcraft. It's just so crazy. You don't have any time to do anything else, but just click. Yeah. But I don't really like doing that either. If I'm going to do that, I'd rather do it in a, um, you know, like RTS, RTS games, have a ton of hidden information elements to them as opposed to, for instance, like chess or a fighting game where there is no hidden information. Everything like both or all players always know all the information about what's going on. And so like in chess, well, obviously I don't want to talk about my plans in chess, but like in fighting games, it's, it's a lot easier for me to have fun playing against my friends and actively trying to beat them because I know they have all the information I do. So I, I am very free to communicate with them or to like do a little trash talk. Like if I do like a really good, you know, like you're guarding and then you drop your guard just in time for me to kick you in the head and do a bunch of damage, you know, I could quickly laugh at you like, ha ha, you dropped your guard too soon. And but I'm still having fun, but RTSs and even Northgard, which which typically we can finish a game in in easily in under an hour. Uh, I think most of them go like 45 minutes. Um, that's still like you know it's like a 40. You know if we did a one v one of Northgard, um, I hope I'm not straying too far away from the topic. But uh, always if, good to talk about Northgard. If, if we're doing a 1v1 of Northgard, I feel like it's going to be like half an hour, maybe 35 minutes of us not talking to each other. And then, you know, and then at the end, a bunch of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but you could talk about it afterwards, which is can be satisfying. Yeah, that's true. But I could have just as much fun talking about it afterwards if we were on the same team. That's why I'd rather... Like, if we were going to play competitive, I would much rather play a 2v2 with you and me against some other people. Uh, and then we could still have the same amount of fun talking about the game afterwards. Yeah, uh, I think we should do that. We should do, because there is something that you gain, you know, the AI just doesn't do the, all the different kind of things that a human's going to do. So I think it would, that's why I said, I think it would be good to occasionally play one versus one, just maybe you could see something that you're not doing right because like if you play Fernando or somebody he'll show you something that you're doing wrong by by exploiting it. Yeah. You wouldn't see from the well, AI, I, maybe. you know, I even had one idea uh which I'll pitch to you real quick. You don't have to agree to it right now, but uh you know, like one idea like we could do a 1v1 mirror match uh with 
like both of us playing Boar Clan and both of us going for the lore victory. And then uh, whichever one of us wins could share the information about how they did exactly that. Um, but uh, okay, but that's okay. So you've been specific about like your your specific problem. What's your general? What's your general problem? What causes you? Do you think? Uh, I mean, the exercise asked you to to figure out what is your general. I don't know personality or attitude flaw yeah, that lazy causes or, you to you know, lazy, just avoiding avoiding something that's that's boring or difficult. Too much. Okay, I got, I got too much of that. Okay, well that's good. Um, that's good. Um, what was the? Um, oh yeah, have you made a mistake like this before? Obviously, you say you have. Um, what was the next thing? Mental break. Uh, and what's okay? Uh, do 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 we want to talk any more about the root cause? Like why? Why do you think that you? I I had very permissive parents, and and probably just genetically, maybe genetically, I just tend to be lazy. I don't know, or but I think that permissive parents had a big part of it too. Okay. I needed, and that would be I needed more like crackdown parents. I needed more of that. That would be something though that you it would be very difficult for you to like. You can't just hit the gym and you know exercise your way to having had more permissive parents. And you can't hit the gym just to overcome your genetics. Unless we're going to talk about the tenant of of this, which is the movie about a guy that can like travel in time, and then then he could help me. But since we're doing with tenant with an S, we can't do anything. Right, and I actually didn't even see the movie Tenet, so I, I don't barely know what I'm talking about. You should. Oh my god, you should definitely watch that movie. And oh, you, just you saw it? Is it? Is it good? I love. I love. I don't, dude. I don't fucking understand it at all, but I still love it. I've watched it twice. That's Denzel Washington's kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He's awesome in it, and so is the the other guy. The um. The cutie guy from the from the Twilight movies, Robert Patrick. Oh yeah, Pattinson or, or yeah, Robert Pattinson. I think. Yeah, he's he's actually pretty pretty good in it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting really cool things from that guy. So but yeah, dude, but you're con- dude, so trust me, trust me. Even though, if huh? even if you don't understand it, like it is just so fucking cool to watch. It really does is. He time does he time travel? Okay, so. You know how, like, normally in time travel movies, you just, like, boop from one place to in time to another place? Like, let's say let's say in a normal time travel movie, you wanted to travel to yesterday, right? Yep. With me? <laughs> like, imagine what that looks like. Usually, like, you step into a box or something, and then you step out of the box, and all of a sudden, it's yesterday. Well, in this movie, it doesn't work like that. You actually have to go, uh, you actually have to travel backwards through time to yesterday. So all of a sudden, to all the rest of us, it looks like you're moving backwards. And to you, it looks like all of us are moving backwards. But are you are you li- literally like running up doing a rewind and you're going through your day exactly backwards and you have no yeah, control it's, of it? Yeah, it's like, it's like rewind. It's, it's very much like, well... 
it's not like rewinding. It's like rewinding and forward. Um, I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but it's it's very well done. Um, he can do that. Can he go forward too, or only backwards? Uh, they don't have the technology to go forward in time. With him, like he's like some. He has like some gift, right? He has like some a bit, or or does he? Or no, he no. Like- it's a techno. It's a technology that's been developed. Oh, okay. And like at the beginning of the movie, they're basically like they're they show him, for instance, like they show him a bullet, uh, and they say like this is a bullet that's been, you know, it's uh, I don't know, it's been modified. It's been time modified. This bullet is traveling backwards through time. Now, if you look at a bullet sitting on a table in front of you, right? Like, imagine that. And it's just sitting there. Can you tell if that bullet is moving forward in time or backwards through time just by looking at it? No, you can't. Because you're doing the same trip, right? So doesn't it look like you're just going along with it? Because you're moving in time, right? Right. But... That bullet, like, when you, like, I don't know, fire, uh, like, fire the, like, the the bullet, in when you fire a gun, usually, like, because if a normal bullet would travel forward through time with you, it would go forward out of your gun and into the target. Well, this bullet is traveling backwards through time, so you're going to see it leap out of the target and jump into your gun. I guess it's it's kind of it's very difficult to describe. It's a very visual <laughs> movie. It's a very visual movie. Also, it's it's uh it's insanely complicated. I think I trust Chris Nolan did his due diligence that it all actually makes sense. But uh, did you see Inception? Yeah, that that's that's a crazy movie too with the multiple dream layers and the <laughs> right. So we're gonna we're gonna get off of the subject of Tenet for a bit and um go back to uh, you and Northgard. But I'm curious about like, not <clears throat> not like the weeds of like specific thing, but what is what is your thought process when you're playing Northgard? Like what is, where is your where is your mind? Like what what part of how much of it is like oh I got to make sure my village and what part of it or and what and or is there like a big grand scheme in your head like or just like in general what are you what are you thinking when the game starts up? Right. So <laughs> me me personally, I play more of a like just build up my own strength and my own economy. I'm not much of an attacker uh, in Northgard, which is probably something I could work on myself. Um, like the, but uh, basically, like you know, like okay, you're looking at your resources, your food, your wood, your gold, your lore, like, and it's. Like on level one of learning the game, I think it's all about do I have enough of these things? And then on a higher level where I'm getting to right now is do I have too much of these things? Like if I'm producing more wood than I need right now, then I'm fucking up. Like that woodcutter should go ahead and just like, you know, build some food. Or yeah, I'm doing better at st- I'm doing better stone. at starving. I'm doing better at starving less often because I'll, I'll quickly switch. I'll grab my guys and throw them back into the town center to make them foragers. If, when if my food is getting low, and said before, I would just kind of sit there and. Right. So, like, here's here's one thing. Like, for instance, like, um, especially since I started the game playing the goat clan, 
um, I can often produce like way more food than I actually need now. And eventually I'll get to a cap where I can't produce any more food because I don't have food silos. And so I'm sitting there with 1100 food and my thinking used to be like, well, what I need to do is figure out some, some way to spend this food. Like what can I spend food on? And in a multiplayer game, often that could be like uh, creating a feast or it could be grabbing new territory. But here's another thing I could also do. I just realized in my last game, which was a revelation to me. Do you want to guess what it is? I don't, is there some, is there something you can do with a lot of food, like some big upgrade or something? Okay. If I have, if I have more food than I need, I could either try to find some way to spend that food, or I could. You start making a lot of military guys, I guess. I could, I could produce less food. If it's going to waste, like I could just tell some of those uh, fishermen to stop being fishermen, you know, go do something else. Like if I, oh yeah, I definitely I, do that. I definitely move my guys around when I, but most of the time it's not a problem. There's only one game I think where I actually got like 300 food and like 300. Wood. Usually I'm just like just a hundred or so above, and and then if something hits, then I'm in trouble. And so I'm yeah, I'm not. I need to get better at getting to the point where that's even an issue. I've never gotten close to 1100 food. Oh yeah, I can get to 1100 food pretty pretty easy. But then I realized I was playing some games that I, I wasn't. I'm playing a lot of games and I forgot about the feasts. Only, only now I'm doing it again. So the bunch of the games I played, even the one I won, I think I didn't do any feasts. So that I don't know that that I'm sure that hurts. I don't know how much, but you get to do a couple like a game at least. So by not doing that, I was making it harder on myself. All right. Well, let's just officially like since that's where it seems like your head wants to go, and and I'm fine with it. Let's just officially switch this over to like we're not going to talk about the mistakes thing anymore. Oh, maybe we'll wrap back to it, but let's let's talk about let's just talk fucking Northgard. Yeah, it's clear. Like that's still, clearly still, what we want. What we really want to talk about, I right? I still think there's potentially a a, a, pot, a its own podcast called "It's You Know The Blood Is Not on My Hands" or or or, or the blood is on my hands. Right. Um, but uh, okay. So you were asking before, like, what? Um, yeah. What do you? Th- I'm, that, I'm always curious how other people are processing like so what's like if you were just if you could talk out loud like what's going on at the beginning of the game and maybe what you're thinking in the middle of the game or what you're thinking when when something bad happens like a blizzard and like what are you what are you doing well mainly i mean currently i'm i'm mostly i mean one of the things i'm working on hard is or let me say like one of my early mistakes that i used to make a lot like in my very first few games of northgard is I would make way too much wood because you need a lot of wood early in the game, but then later in the game, you need less, but it also kind of doesn't like just drop off like a, like a cliff, like all of a sudden, like, okay, you've made enough wood. You don't need any more. Um, you know, you're going to need some more wood also as you expand. It's just uh hold on a second. Well, also, I should remind. There's one other option that we that we neglected to mention: the market. If you have all that, you could sell it in the market. Yes, yes, and that's one thing that makes uh, uh, scouting 
that that's one thing that makes a uh, Kraken has a really really dope ability. Uh, it's one of their lores, which they get they can get fairly early if they want. That they just immediately reveal all the neutral factions on the map, like all of them, even if they haven't scouted. That's a really incredibly good ability because that tells you who's out there that you can sell to. It's okay to sell to your enemies in this game, but it's much better to sell to the neutral factions. Okay, and I didn't so, know that. That's good to know. And there's always at least like one or two, or two, I think. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They don't I tell you, though. They pop up, right? That You see the AI slots in the game, but then the new ones pop up when you see them, right? They don't, they don't show up until you... On the, they don't show up on the left, right? Until right, they, until you've scouted. Yeah, <clears throat> nobody shows up until you've scouted them or until you use an ability uh, like the, the Kraken ability. Uh, in fact, there's another clan that has the ability. Uh, I was watching uh, some Crazy Dentist video. I forget what clan it is. There's some clan that can choose a lore at a certain point. They, get, they can choose a lore from any other clan, even the ones that aren't playing. And he always chooses that one, the one that reveals. Oh, so is my board different than yours? My lore board is this. My improvements are different than yours. Oh yeah! If you look at your lore tree uh, in the game, you're gonna see like um, uh, there's ones that have a little icon next to them, and those are the ones that are unique to you. Okay, like, I know. They've right, replaced... that will... Okay, I got. I I remember seeing that now. I'll give you a really a really easy example. Uh, there's a certain lore that everyone has, which if you buy it, I think it's called colonization. And if you buy that, it costs you 20% less to food to buy a new zone. Yeah, that's early on. Yeah, I usually try to grab that one. Okay, the goat clan doesn't have that lore. Instead, they have a replacement lore that's special to them, which instead is... It costs you eighty percent less food to develop a zone. You mean like the building costs when you're building things, or no? I oh, mean, no, the, oh, the develop when you click it and you, you get one more slot. It costs like a hundred. Right. That's what you mean. Right, and that's really important for goat because goat likes to build up instead of out. Like goat and boar are kind of the opposite strategies. Goat. Uh, can really, really thrive with just uh, like many fewer regions than boar needs. So to answer your question from before, like do the clans play differently? I think they very much do. But so what are you thinking about at the beginning of the game? What are you trying? I mean, the, you call you, of course you grab, you build your little scout and everything and you build, you're trying to get to the next, you get, grab another area, but then what are you, what do you, what are you the first, what are, where are you breaking off and doing something different? Or do you have a standard thing that you do at the first five or 10 minutes? Or is there often you doing something different early on okay. sometimes? Uh, I'm going to pause the recording <laughs> so I can grab some beers and then I will explain. Jam. I'm I'm excited to try. I know you think that, that I'm not ready, and that's true. But I still, I think that's a good challenge for us to do and talk about on the on the podcast, like trying that challenge. You know, you know, you know I guess maybe the like a one v one. Like we'll do a mirror match of boar versus boar. No, not that. I want to do that too. I'm talking about the the two player challenge, and you're, you're saying like it's oh, very this, hard. 
it's very hard. Like you did it with Fernando, and you could only win like one round so far. Maybe that's, or maybe no, you didn't win any rounds yet. Yeah, I've beat like one. I've beat one round with with Josh and with Fernando. Uh, currently on my solo challenge run, I'm I'm a I'm almost halfway through it. I but think it's I've, hard. So on any individual challenge, if you did it right now with Fernando, you, you there's a good chance you wouldn't win it. It's like it's not like you don't have it down at all. That, that right, like, right, and that also comes down to your partner being like really good at it, and then also like it gets weird too because. Uh, because the challenges are so hard, actually, each challenge they give you us, you can choose from a special reward. And then those rewards are permanent. So right now, I think like, in my current challenge run, um, I have, I have, let's see, I always start with an extra sheep. Um, I think I always start with the barricades lore, and the barricades lore is doubled. And then I think the next challenge I want to beat, the, like the goal I really want to get from it, the reward is that I'll always start with a warrior, like at the very beginning of the game. I won't even have to build a camp. Um, but yeah, it gets it gets nuts. But I wanted to talk about like okay, so my starting my starting strategy is, uh, yeah, definitely scouts first, and then I'm always going to build a house right away because why not? They give me the wood. Um, if I'm goat, I'm going to go ahead and build my sheepfold, but then I really want my scouts. The next thing I really need is a woodcutter lodge. That's the, okay, let's say, all right, if I'm playing goat, food is not an issue because I can build food on my home tile, but nobody else can do that. Um, usually for most people, the two, no, the three first things you need to be looking for. All right, never minding scouting. Scouting is like zero. Like, like scouting is like you have to scout. If you're not scouting, you're not doing shit. But the other three things you need are food, wood, and lore. So your natural impulse might be, since you know you're going to need wood, is to build the woodcutter lodge on the first tile. But I prefer to get my two scouts out and like quickly try to scout out two regions and see if I get lucky and roll a forest. If I roll a forest, then I'm not going to build the woodcutter lodge on my home tile. I'm going to build it on the forest. Is it better? Is it better? Is it like a, is it like Age of Empires too? Like it's how far you have to go, or is it just you have three guys and you're going to get a plus eight no matter where, where how far they look on the screen they're walking? I forget. I forget exactly what the forest bonus is, but it's good. Um, now, if I don't see a if I do see a forest, that's where the woodcutter lodge goes. If I don't see a forest, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for food opportunities, and I'm looking for lore opportunities. Uh, the different kinds of food are going to factor into... You what know, about stone? There's... Don't you want to... I always try to find stone quickly, because you want to be... Otherwise, you can't upgrade the town nah. center or do anything. Nah. I mean, it's good. Stone, if you see a tile, it's got stone... That's a bonus, but you don't need it right away. But it could factor into your decision of where to colonize, for sure. Um, but the main things you want, like, if I see it, like, okay, if I see a forest, boom, I'm going for it. That's my woodcutter lodge. Next thing I need is food. Uh, what kind of food is available? Uh, you know the three kinds of food, right? 
Well, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you're talking about just the foraging, and then the when you have a field, oh, well, that's the fourth kind of food. The farmer, but... you get the farmer, and then you have the foraging, and then you have the hunting, and then you have fishing. Right, foraging you can do by default, but of the three kinds of food tiles, do you know the differences between them? I mean, like there's a field, or there's or there's animals you hunt, or there's fish, right? Right. Um. Farms produce more in uh, non-winter and less in winter. Hunting is better in winter and worse in non-winter. Oh, however, no, I did not know that. However, hunting the hunter lodge is also the cheapest to build. What about fishing? Fishing is equal uh, in summer and winter. But it's like a which plus is, five, isn't it? And then the foraging is, is like a plus three, is that if, I, if I'm looking correctly, and I'm trying, I'm trying to see how it's moving. The but does that sound right? Yeah, it's definitely better to to use a food tile. But do you ever sure. try to break it down to how much it is? I, I try to look. I, look at, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't really learned the math. I just. I just kind of know the principles. Um, I generally kind of like fish most if I can get it, but if I can't get it. Like, you know, I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll take, I'll take what I can get. Um, fish is really, especially because bear, which I just started learning bear gets a lot of, uh, bonus bonuses to fishing and Kraken can fish off of the seacoast. So if I'm playing Kraken, I can build fisheries. Like I don't even fucking give a shit if I find lakes, like I can just do it. Um, but then also factoring in again. Okay. So I said like, first I'm looking for a forest because I want that wood bonus. Then I'm looking for food and between two equal tiles. Like if one of them has uh, the food that I want and no, uh, and no lore stone versus another tile which has a food that like okay i could use but i'm not super happy about it it's maybe not my best food source but it does have a lore stone i'll go for the second one because then i can get food and i can also start producing like jacking up my lore definitely everyone everyone wants to have at least one lore master on a stone i don't care what uh, you know what strategy you're playing even if you're not going for a lore victory, if you don't have, you know, a lore stone, you're you're falling behind. And I have my men, I have my menders too, which give me some lore. Mm-hmm. Right, but they don't get you food, which is interesting about the boar. Uh, Lewis, Lewis, I think we burned out all our time. Uh, at least on on this recording of this podcast, We've, we're definitely going into the weeds. On Northgard, this is going to have to be it. Uh, I, I'm super glad to talk to you more about Northgard, but uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not really. Should, in the future, we should talk about like how to be like team good teammates. Because I think we, we're not at least when I'm playing it. We're, I don't. I think that's there's a lot of room for improvement there. Like being better, being like ideal teammates. Like right now, I think we're mostly just playing it with with each other, but we're not really like. Like, oh, how can I help him out? Or what am I maximizing here? Or where am I can bail? Like, if we did all that more, we could do a lot better, I think. If we were really in the team mode, like, you know, speaking with each other at the right amount of time. Well, it's true, but I have played some games with uh, just me, Josh, and Fernando. 
and we've gotten up to our last game. We put we put ourselves against three difficult, uh, like the highest level AI, and we lost that game. Uh, but you know, uh, we've beaten every difficulty that we can set up for ourselves up till then. We're getting pretty good at um, coordinating. We should do do some two-on-two because that'll force us to learn the military better because the AI is so not aggressive, right? The military doesn't feel like that big a part of the game, but if we play two-on-two like us, then you're going to have to be more military because otherwise we'll just go in and take stuff if you're not going to some of some of them are but this is this is this is how i want to close the podcast out at least like i have my final thought for this podcast uh which is i have a good habit which i want you to try to adopt okay is i want you to like when you're playing single player and it's just you against the ai and you could pause it at any time and you can pause it as many times as you want anytime a question raises in your head like like wait how does wood work again or um you know what what do food silos do or what's this bonus that i can get like go ahead just like stop take the time take the discipline to pause the game and then just go google it and and learn that you know answer that question Okay, for yourself that makes sense. yeah and then once you know that answer then come back and continue playing the game and honestly uh well shit i got some other shit i gotta do but uh if i can get out of this podcast soon enough i gotta publish uh my other spies like us uh podcast episode but i might be able to do that and get back in time uh to you to to play a game tonight would you, you want to try, try a two on two on two like yeah, try, whatever. Try the, not not the challenge because it's too hard, right? Yeah, I'm. You're not ready for the challenges. But just a regular two versus two. You think we could beat two on two on on like medium? Because I'm sure we, I know we can do it easy, of course. All right. Well, yeah, let's do it. You think we could beat the medium? We're gonna find out, and we'll let the audience know how that worked out if we remember uh, when we come. Did you? It, it never hit it hit you until just now that when you said that we were in the weeds. Did you think weed like weed weed, or you were just thinking weeds? I was just thinking. I was just thinking weeds. Uh, and I'm looking for a jamba. And if you keep talking after this, the audience is just gonna hear. I'm gonna use my editing powers and just fade you out. Jamba. All right, I'm gonna kill it right there. <laughs>